hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment with the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Yeah, the gang is back. We had uh, Lou and Jesse last week, and uh, the Golfies are back in the studio. We had a great time down yeah, south. Yeah, we were we were away on assignment. Um, away on assignment. <laughs> yes, air yeah. quotes. Golfie team sent us away on assignment <laughs> to go down to the uh, the beautiful beaches of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow. What you learn while you were down there? And, uh, did you? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. actually toured some. Well, I did. I don't know if you did, but we actually went on a couple showings the family that we were with are shopping for a new condo down there so okay. you know we were on the on the buying side working with a, a realtor down there going to look at a couple condos cool. was, was, high um, pressure? was there high pressure or what no i, I, didn't, it, get, I didn't get to go on that i don't tour. think she knew that we i was a realtor and i was with my brother as well who was a realtor so you know we were kind of asking her you know some questions and you know just in terms of the local market mm-hmm. and appreciation values and you know, so you know, so we had, we had no idea in terms of what a condo goes for down there, right. or, or or anything. So, what does it go for down there? Yeah, so a lot of them are, you know, the the particular ones that we were looking at were condo hotels. So basically, if you know, you buy a, you it's basically a hotel room, and when you're not there, the they, hotel allows other guests to stay there. Right. They rent and, it out for you, and you and you. And and she said that the cap the cap rate on a condo hotel is about five percent. So you're earning about five percent on your investment when you're not there, and you can use it whenever you want. Hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a residential hotel mix. Condo. Yeah. It, so it kind of gives you a a place to go to, and then, and it's not empty. So you actually get some some money return on right. it. Yeah. So do you ever own it, or you, you do just, own it? You own it. Outright. Oh, you do own it. You own, yeah. it. Okay. You, you, you own it outright. But when somebody books a room at that hotel and yours is available, you, you, you kind of, you know, it's like an on-off switch. you got to book you in turn advance it off. what days you're going to yeah, go. Exactly. Right. So they don't book those well, well, that even, week that it's you're not, there. It's not even that. Like, you know, if if you want to go down that week, they'll they'll move that party into another room. Right. Or, right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. right. Um, so but, it's not it's not tailor-made to be a permanent residence where you're always there. I mean, it can be if you, you want. It can be. Yeah, exactly. Use yeah. it as much as you want to use it. Right. And when you're not there, you tell them you're not going to be there and they'll rent it out and you're still earning nice. that, you know, that, yeah. that income on, on your property. Sweet. That's um, a way to go. That's but, a great deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, it, and it, you know, it's low maintenance. You know, you get the services of a hotel room where, you know, your your towels are clean and everything you want. Wow. And so, so you don't have to clean your own place. No. And then and then you get the amenities of having, you know, you're going down to the pool and you yeah. get the bar and you get the lobby. The beach. And, yeah, but you they, get everything. So. But they charge at the drink. Yeah. If you're going oh, to the yeah. bar and the food yeah. restaurants, they charge. But where so, are they not? But right? it's not a bad, you know what? It's not a bad gig. And, it, and the funny thing is, um, we were in Pompano Beach and, and uh, they're... There, I can't believe how many people from Hamilton Stony Creek oh, tons. live, like, have summer, ho- like w- winter homes there. Like it's unbelievable. Like walk walking into the grocery store, you're bumping into people from uh, Hamilton Stony Creek. Really? Yeah, and uh, it it just uh, I I can understand if you can afford to and and have a second place in Florida, you can get on a flight three hours. I flew out of Swoop in uh, in Hamilton. Great, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Twenty minutes. 
from my house to yeah. to the airport. It's a great yeah. airport. Yeah. Getting out of the parking lot was like going to Limeridge. <laughs> I think Limeridge Mall is is, is a hard. longer walk to door, yeah. from, from your car yeah. to the front door. But yeah. uh, but it was great. Yeah, and then uh, so we flew swoop three hours. We were down there. 10 minutes from 10 15 minutes from the airport um i was at a at, at the house that i was staying at and uh and it's fantastic like sunny weather i you know what rick i'll tell you it it, it was unbelievable and now i know why a lot of snowbirds like mm-hmm. they call them snowbirds canadians you get tired of this cold weather yeah. after a, you get the older you get the less tolerant you are with anything <laughs> and yeah when you go down there and experience that warmth and then have to come back oh, yeah. to this cool yeah, kind of tough. miserable it's weather it's, yeah it is tough but but it it, it was uh, a nice thing but here's the, uh, the 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 downside of of owning a a place in this area or anywhere in, in Florida, Florida is that um if there's a downturn in the economy um, the vacation homes get hit hard, hit the they hardest. They get hit the hardest because those are the first things people sell. In terms of prices, yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. Get, they're the first things. Like the housing market down there doesn't escalate as fast as it is in Ontario or the rest of Canada, right. um, and it's just because they're they're second homes to like like people on the eastern sea, uh, seaboard or eastern uh, of of the United States and right. also Canada. So you got you got people in western Canada, they're going to Arizona. You get some people from Ontario going to Arizona. Yeah. And then you get people from Ontario, Quebec, a lot of Quebecers yeah. uh that mm-hmm. are down there. Uh they they have places down there, but it would be the the market gets hit the hardest. Like um so if you're going to buy a place, don't buy like you can't buy it in, to think that okay, I'm going to buy a place for three hundred thousand. It's going to double in ten years. Right. Like, no, it was not that, right. you're, you're not going to get that. I think it was thirty percent over ten years. Thirty percent, so three percent a year. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. It's not thirty percent over yeah. ten years. Yeah. And then, and some people have bought in Florida just before the market hit, and and their houses aren't worth any more. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like so, like here in Canada, if you bought just before the like the boom in two thousand seventeen, yeah. you you are going to get more than what you paid in two thousand. You know, wh- whatever you paid in two thousand sixteen or seventeen, because mm-hmm. we hit, we bounced back pretty good. But down there, it, it could yeah. it could take a long time. But the hard, but, but the, it's more of a recreational. It's, it's for you to enjoy. You got yeah. a place to go to. You know, if you got clothes down there, you got all your stuff. You just have to go down there and just hop on a plane. Don't even bring anything. Yeah, have a little fun. There was, yeah. there, was a, there was a time when our dollar was was par, par. Yeah. or even better than theirs. Not not that long ago, a couple of years ago. Like yeah, so, and, and, and in two thousand nine and ten. Yeah, and that's when you that know, was the time. That to was buy. the time to buy because yeah. now you've earned thirty five cents right. on every single dollar that you paid, and yeah. a lot of people, you know, that's when a lot of people jumped over and, and, and bought properties. But yeah. the other part to that is, from my understanding, it's hard to get a mortgage. As a foreign investor down there, and a lot of you people have to go to TD, TD, because yeah. TD is big down in the U.S. So if now, you go to a TD, recently, yeah. recently TD's expanded to the U.S. and they've done exceptionally well um, down there. But it's hard, it's hard for us to get a mortgage. So a lot of people that I've talked to, they just refinance their house and try to pay outright. Really? And try and, and and that's that's what they've you know whether it's a line of credit yeah. they put a they put a line of credit on their property here or refinance or do you know do whatever there and try and go down there and pay just pay, pay, pay full you, you, cash you have to you have and to that's out- hard for a lot of yeah. people right yeah. you have to outweigh the cost of owning a place down there so if you can have it partially rented and then still use it mm-hmm. I, I think you know that's it's, the best, it's best good of both worlds, right? it is yeah. it is but if you have it like let's say you buy a condo you know it's your condo you're paying condo fees every month. Plus, what if you have a mortgage or if mm-hmm. you paid it up? So you've got an expense every month. Is it how many times a year are you going to go down there? Now I know when people are complete, like retired 
completely from business or work. They're, uh, they're, they're down there. Months. Yeah, they're down there maybe three to four months, five months. It's it's worth it because it, it makes the it breaks up the the year, especially with the winters. They go down there, and uh, but it just depends on the cost. Like like for me right now, um, I, I I was given a place to to use for a week for for no charge, which was fantastic. It was great. I enjoyed it, and and I you know happy about that. But if if I'm going down there for now, I would start doing probably Airbnbs or finding out somebody people that I know that I can rent rent it out. So I, I would check out you know. Check out places that I can rent for cheap, mm-hmm. and then and if I feel like I'm going down enough, then see if it warrants to to own a place or even own it with somebody else, you know, right. but uh, with a partner and, and, and split those costs split, yeah. and split the cost. Yeah. But like it just depends. Uh, it depends how you know deep your pockets are. You got if you, the more money you have, you know, the better and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it does cost money, and I don't think you can write it off. On, if, if if it's for your own personal use in Canada, like I think if you had a cottage up north. I don't know if you can write that off. I don't know that aspect of it because that's a second. Property. Yeah, but the second you start taking income now, you're you're doing you know income tax, and I think we get we get charged massive down there. We get charged like fifty percent, and then another. Well, no. So what happens is if you sell, let's say you buy a condo in uh, in in Florida, and let's say a year later you sell it. Say you paid cash for it, and you bought a condo in Florida. And uh, you want to sell it now. Now, the lawyer, because he knows you're a foreign b- owner, mm-hmm. he has to keep, I think, 25% of your equity or whatever or the value of the property in a trust account until you do your income right. tax. Really? So yeah. you can go in there and buy. And the next year you come back, you, you come back with less money yeah. uh, just because of the fact that they got to hold your money. They, they want to make sure that you, you file. Yeah, because hmm. down there, if you make money on – the the appreciation of the value of the property you got to pay taxes on that and wow. uh, yeah so in the U.S. you get to write off your mortgage uh, as a personal residence but if so let's say you know how we uh, let's say you buy a house down there for five hundred thousand it increases up to a million dollars in ten years you got to pay five hundred thousand dollars on taxes because it, it increased by five hundred thousand but but they get to write off their mortgages hmm. but. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we love it. We we don't have to pay taxes here on on uh, capital gains on on personal residence. So you know, that's a plus. That's a plus. I, yeah. I I took a different mode of transportation down. I did the I did the twenty one hour drive. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I would oh. never do yeah. that. So we we uh we went right through. We only stopped for one hour, and we took turns driving. Holy cow! And we went straight. That's nothing like I've was ever it? done. It was. We had a nice big you know luxury SUV. So sure. you know. We did it in terms of the safest, best kind of transportation right. you can do on the road. Yeah. So, if, so if they smashed into something, they'd still be alive. No, this thing had, you know, this thing had had um, an expensive build. Yeah. You'd had adaptive it. cruise control. It had the, you know, if you went out of the line, it, it would push you back in. One of those, okay. those style of vehicles. But you know, if we weren't in that, if we were in a, you know, a, a little Chevrolet Cobalt or something, it would have been a different struggle. story. Yeah, yeah, it would have yeah. been. Yeah, because at least if you're in the back, you can they, stretch out a little yeah, bit. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Right? If they fell asleep, and uh, it would break for you, yeah. you know, if they had it on cruise. So, so basically, they didn't really have to be awake yeah. to drive oh. down there. But so, I, uh, that's a risk, though. What kind of games did you guys play? Nothing. Like really, just, wow. it, it, the hardest part for me was driving through the night. It was like you know, you're it's three in the morning, and you're you're going through these windy mountains in West Virginia, and right. it's dark, and there's you know dead deer every kilometer on the side of the road <laughs> and, and you're, you're you're just you're just kind of cruising along and then all of a sudden you start to see the sunrise it's 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 wild it's nothing but the longest drive i've ever done was i think nine hours eight or eight or nine hours to new york city and mm-hmm. this you know kind of doubled it but 
we felt it was better to go straight through than stop and and, and you know Stay get away. a hotel right. room, right. And, which adds to the cost. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. adds to the cost and, and, and drags out longer, but. It was yeah, it was fine. You know, once once you're there, you're, you're ready to go. Rick, but. they're young, they're young. Yeah, There's they no are. way I would do that now. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Swoop is the way to go. Yeah. How swoop. was the swoop play? Good. Swoop was good. I yeah. I I, uh, I was happy. I, I know there was some bad publicity about the uh, you know the, the canceling flights. And stuff. Yeah. Right. But Swoop put a press press release out. I'm not sure if you saw that about a month ago or uh, about the press release. They got bad press because they said they they were getting canceled uh, all the time. They said but. Uh, Pearson gets the same amount of cancellations or oh, more. Actually, imagine. their percentage yeah. was higher than Hamilton even Porter, Airport. Even yeah. Porter. Yeah, so everybody gets cancellations. Every, everyone knows it. But P- Swoop got the bad uh, end of the deal there with the bad yeah. pu- publicity. Really quick, did you get the short straw to drive at night? or? Yeah, I drove at night. I didn't mind. Oh, so it you was, volunteered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't mind, but... It was good. It was it was an experience for sure. You made it back in one piece. <laughs> so you drove back too. Yeah, we drove okay. back. Wow. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Niagara being the place to be. We'll also talk about well, now that the Liberals have won a minority government uh, through Monday's election, what does that mean in terms of uh, the first time home buyers incentive, a federal foreign buyers tax? Look out for those to come down the pipe. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, RobGolfie.com. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea for a future program, you can email us. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com and if you haven't already done so subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast still to come the liberals win a minority government in Monday's election so what can we expect but first Niagara is the place to be Niagara's buzzing it's hopping it, it is growing, and uh, it uh, I, I can't believe the amount of uh, GTA buyers are moving down there. A lot of boomers. They're just mm-hmm. my parents it, are there. Yeah, well, they're looking there. Yeah, yeah. so they're they're uh, it it it's just growing. It's just that that corridor, the Golden Horseshoe corridor, is just. You know, that's where everybody's going. So what's the biggest appeal? Is it the price? Is it location? Is it the type of home? Or, or is it, it all the above? Everything. It, it's, you're, you're in Niagara, so you, you're in the heart of the wine country. Right. So that's one. Uh, the it, it's small town. Uh, it's not small town, but but there is smaller a diff- than GTA. Obviously, yeah. it is. There, there is a different mentality. There's no doubt about it, Rick. I, uh, like uh, people from the GTA, when they come down to especially Niagara, the the, the pace is a lot different. Right. Uh, the people are different. Um, they find and they and they find that when they move down, and so they're so then they'll be bragging to their friends. In in the GTA, say hey, listen, this is great. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, is you know apologizing to you. Everybody's saying, you know, at the four way <laughs> stops, everybody go ahead first. Yeah. And, you, you should know. move down here. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. The word so, of mouth. So, and uh, I was just at a condo complex uh, in uh, St. Catharines. I was I was just showing. I wish I brought the information with me, but I'll I'll announce it. But there there are like uh, thousand square foot, fifteen hundred square foot. 
condos. They're four, they're four stories high, and I think there's uh, 80 units that are being built in in uh, this one one part of St. Catharines. Really nice little cove that they're building this in. And if anybody wants any information, just just uh, uh, email us or, or call us at, at the Golfy team. Um, the um, but unbelievable. But Rick, I'm I'm telling you, there there's like all all outside buyers, and they, they've they've got uh, 80 units. They sold. I think uh, close to twenty, <laughs> twenty already, and and they they haven't even you know they're going to be breaking ground regardless whether they you know sell wow. or not. But 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 the majority of their buyers of everything that they uh, sell down there is is uh, GTA buyers. How big of uh, uh, <coughs> when you're a boomer? Obviously, you're either looking at a bungalow or a condo, right? Yeah, fair to say because yeah. you're, you're probably in but that bungalow, condo, or townhouse, or townhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something that's low maintenance. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot of stairs. Don't yeah. have a lot of floors to climb up and down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I can see the appeal of why the condo, uh, the townhouse, and the bungalow is so appealing to those individuals. And they're in and a they're, slower paced environment. It, exactly. So in this luxury, uh, uh, like this uh, townhouse, they're all luxury townhouses. The two story townhouses is is got uh, elevators, wow. so that you can live in a house. And if it's two story, no problem. Yeah, you don't have to. You do got the, the elevator to take you to the bedrooms. Wow. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's. I'm telling you, these boomers. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're they're doing it in style. They're, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're going luxury because they're they're selling their places. Or and they they just want they just want a simpler, uh, you know, easier, slower pace life. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing is, it's not just the it's not just one doing it. It's like th- their friends and their family are starting to come down. So it's not they're alone here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That was that was the big worry for people yeah. that that wanted to move down to the the Niagara area. It's, you know, well, my whole life is back in the mm-hmm. GTA. No one else lives down, and, there, and nobody's right? going to yeah. come visit. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you see that where somebody will move down here and and they'll move back, right? And, and they, you know, they, sometimes that happens. It, it does happen. It does. And maybe they just didn't, you know, didn't have enough friends or family that wanted to move down with them. But you get the odd, you know the odd ones that do move back, but. But it's like it's like it's like um, it's like okay. I'll give you a perfect example. So you know how they have Little Italy and they have Chinatown, mm-hmm. Little and they Portugal, have, uh, Greek Town, yeah. yeah, everything. That's the same thing. Like back in in the old days, where the Italians started coming here, and you know a bunch of them moved into one section. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then everybody says, yeah. "Hey, listen, yeah, exactly." And, and same like and same thing like Chinatown. Chinese people, some Chinese people moved into into yep. this area, and then all of a sudden, all the Chinese people moved into that area. Right. So whatever culture it is. So now we have a GT. Population, it's not yeah. any. It's it's just anybody, and they're moving down this, to to the Niagara area, and uh, and like like Chippewa is growing, and I don't know if people know where Chippewa. Chippewa is just like kind of an outskirt of Niagara Falls. Like let's say you know Hamilton and Stony Creek is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that. Stony Creek is just an outskirt, but a little on a smaller level. Right. So. Um, so Chippewa is huge. There's a lot of first time, uh, not first time, but GTA buyers going there. St. Catharines is little pockets outside there. Niagara Falls, a lot of development happening there, and it's all GTA buyers going hmm. in there. And a lot of them are retirement people, a lot especially. Um, and then the younger buyers are coming in, but it, it just depends on the commute. Yeah. But but it's a lot of retirees are going this right. this way. And now. then you and then you go on into Fort Erie and the Crystal Beach area, and that that area has completely boomed because you got the the American investors coming in and, and buying their property for you know half of the price because of the dollar, mm-hmm. and, and then and you know it, you got the the the, uh, the beach communities in there. So you go down into Crystal Beach; it's it's completely it's filled cheap. with Americans. <laughs> yeah, it's and, cheap out, and then, out in Fort Erie. And then Fort Erie is is you know their their average house price just climbed over two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow! So yeah. you know this is another area that that was so remote 
completely out of the question when it comes to people buying real estate that now people are going to and, and purchasing there just because it's so affordable. But even those areas are climbing in price. Mm-hmm. So so just think about this. In 20 years from now, nobody's going to be able to afford anywhere in southern Ontario. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because so many GTA buyers are moving down to the Niagara region, they have a lot of cash. They're driving the market up. They're but driving the market what's, up. What's so what's the limit? Doing? Yeah, like yeah. What's, what's the ceiling? So and that's what, what people always say. It's what are like, we going to see? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, these percentages over year over year over year are not attainable like they're not at some point it's gonna have gonna to be stop. a breaking point yeah, well yeah. at some so, point because so, yeah and that's what we've been saying though we've been saying yeah. this for a long time and it's like when's it gonna stop it, what's well, the ceiling of this because the, there's no way the incomes of our society can support the right. home values but what, what's going on so what, what's happening is in 2000 in 2008 and 9 there there was uh um uh, i guess they call it recession now in the U.S., they got hit harder because they had that that scandal mm-hmm. of the subprime markets with the mortgages and everything. So yeah. that that kind of that was a double whammy for them. They got hit the hardest. We Canada got hit. I guess they got hit, but it was kind of like uh, most recessions usually last maybe seven to nine months, and then and it's gone. Now the U.S. they had to go through a couple of years because they had a, they had a lot of things to work out. Now the worst recession probably in fifty. Or even eighty years was the early nineties research. Yeah. Early nineties recession. Now I don't know what happened there, but we're a lot smarter as as uh, as governments are, as economic uh, investors and everything. Now we've got more people moving into Canada than we ever did before. Okay, so in two thousand eight nine, that was kind of like a, a little blip. Right now, markets change every week and every month, regardless. Like people don't know it, but markets change, mm-hmm. especially real estate and also the stock market. They change. Oh, it's up oh, one day, down, down yeah. one day, up one day, down one day. So, if we do have a, a little bit of a correction, it's just going to be a slight correction. It's not going to be like a devastation that oh my god, you know, we're we're going to be you know uh, everybody we're in a depression. Uh, it's like the other, you know, somebody on the news on uh, on CH uh, a couple weeks ago. They were saying, "Hey, we're going to be, you know, going into a recession. Be careful, scaring everybody." You know, if you're living in your house, whether it's a recession or not, you're living in your house. You yeah. need a, a roof, so that, that's your investment. That's that's part of it. It's going to go back up. If you look at, you know, since 1955, I mean, you could have bought a house for like eight thousand. <laughs> Eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Now look at it today. I yeah. mean, you're buying a house for five thousand, five hundred thousand. So, yes, there will be. There's always corrections going on, and there's corrections going on every month. It's been going on every every month since like like the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It's just markets change uh, on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis all the time. So, in terms of Niagara, I know Grimsby. You know, it's getting a little bit expensive there. Yeah, it's getting tight prices there. in St. Catharines are going up. So. What's the breaking point? How much higher can they go? They'll, they'll hit a ceiling. Unaffordable? They'll hit a ceiling. You know when? You know when they'll hit a ceiling is when they have uh, uh, two, three, four months prices stabilize. That's when they hit the ceiling. Right. And and you know you get a house that you know on the street that sold for eight hundred thousand. The next guy tries to list it for eight fifty. He's not getting it. He's now selling it at eight hundred seven eighty nine. Right. You know what I mean? The next guy tries to get you know keeps pushing. It just it stabilizes. And there's nothing wrong with the ceiling. Like uh, you know, hitting a ceiling isn't bad. It's it's just a part of the market. And I, yeah. I know we had mentioned Grimsby usually goes through this where prices will spike and then they'll they'll flatline for you know mm-hmm. for a year three, or two. Yeah, yeah, like for a year and they just stay flat. Where where every house in the street selling for you know 
similar prices depending on upgrades and whatever, right? And it just flatlines, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's what, what you can expect. Yeah, right? that's just that, that's just normal. So, like, I mean, if if houses in uh, in Hamilton, like, let's say the Hamilton Mountain. You know, let's say the average selling price of a house is let's say five fifty. Okay, it may be five fifty for a year. No big deal. Not not. It's just the way it is. Just you know what I mean. Like I mean, the guy that has the house that's you know loaded with everything, like the most expensive. This he may get. The, more money for his house in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but everybody else is going to be uh, at Run the same level. Mark, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the uh, liberal government winning a minority um, government in the election on uh, on Monday, and uh, they made a few promises. So let's go, so, go go through some of the promises that they've made. One of them being the first time homebuyer incentive discount of up to ten percent off the purchase. Uh, price of qualifying homes sounds good when prices in cities like Vancouver are above the million dollar mark, obviously. But in terms of attracting first time home buyers, it might not be enough to get them into the market. It, it, it's not really doing anything. It's just we talked about this before, Rick. I, I, you know, like I, I think I got to sit down with that kid at Trudeau and, and show him what we <laughs> got to do. T- tell him what to do. Yeah, like it's uh, there's better options out there for first time buyers. Yeah, a foreign home buyer's tax, much like the one in BC, to crack down on financial crime that has loomed large in the real estate sector. So they have a foreign buyer's tax in Vancouver, right. but this would be a federal foreign buyer's tax where wherever the the buyer is coming from, they would be taxed just like anybody else who's coming from outside the country. Make sense? Uh, yeah, it, it does. But <clears throat> the foreign buyer is such a fraction of our our economy. It's such a, a a small, small, small percentile. Usually, what those foreign buyers do is they have somebody here that represents them and goes through their name or goes through their corporation, mm-hmm. and it, it alleviates them from paying that foreign buyer's tax. So the actual foreign buyer today is is such a fraction, small fraction that's but, not going to have. But it depends it's, where it's like, not going to have. In a Vancouver, I think it was pretty strong. Right. But, yeah. Right. right. But in, but in Hamilton. I mean, we're not going to even... There's nothing noticeable about it. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, This one sounds good. Accessible and affordable housing for veterans. I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but I think if you can make housing affordable and accessible for veterans, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I guess the the devil will be in the details. Like a veteran as in a retired... As an award veteran. Yeah. 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 Okay. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Infrastructure investments that might positively impact indigenous communities. So again, uh, obviously housing uh, way up north in uh, in Yukon or Yellowknife yeah. or Nunavut or even in northern Ontario. We see uh, you know pockets <coughs> that uh, there needs to be improvements. And also 100,000 affordable homes over a decade. And this goes back to their, I think it's a $55 billion um, uh, home buying program or home building program. Right. Uh, just to build more units in this country because the supply really isn't there. Yeah. And that affects prices as well, right? If there's well, more supply, the, the price yeah, will be you know impacted. What? You know what? The, and the thing is, and that 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 stems down to the uh, local cities and municipalities because... The red tape factor. The red tape, yeah. They're making it uh, tougher for builders to get their permits and get their... like. The look, so- at, the look, soft at, look at Television City. How long has it taken? Yeah. They sold that, That's what, two and a half, three years ago? Like, okay... Like, why is it taking so long? Yeah, just to get a shovel in the ground, right? Just to get a shovel in the ground. Yeah. So if they approve that, it, it'll slow down the uh, the housing prices. But no, they gotta. Everybody's gotta fight. Everybody's gotta, you know, say, yeah. you know. But it, but but if they fix that and more housing goes up faster, it's not gonna. It, it'll slow down the 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 housing prices. But with- yeah. And and more people can afford it. We, but but Hamilton set records in terms of building permits given, and and 
the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, like in the and bill- still we're complaining. It's, yeah, in the, it's in the billions yeah. in terms of you know permits that are given in terms of people being allowed to build. So, it, but there's still a lot of red tape around it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Uh, so two things that the NDP and the Conservatives, who obviously did not form uh, a minority government or a majority, uh, they wanted longer amortization, which we've talked about on the show uh, before, and easing of the stress test. And it seems like the Liberals aren't going down those two avenues. Those two things would have been huge for us. The the longer amortization, what right now, if you have over 20% down, 20% uh, money down on your purchase, you can get a 30-year amortization, right? Now, what the conservatives want, wanted to do is they wanted to make it on the on the insured mortgages. So if you had less than twenty percent, that would help. Mm-hmm. That reduces. It makes, a big it makes a massive difference on your monthly mortgage payment. Yeah. Here, now you're helping first time homeowners. Now that and that's that that would be important if they if they did that. You're you're reducing the monthly mortgage payment, which allows you to you know in terms of your overall ratio, your 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 debt ratio, it brings it down and makes it more affordable. Yeah. Secondly, the 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 stress test, they need to get rid of that. It, it 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 we we saw what it done to to the housing market and to you know especially first time home buyers. These are two massive things that would help a first time home buyer. The stress test does not help because they're they're still going to borrow to the maximum level regardless. So now they're going to go buy. Oh, guess what, honey? You know we couldn't afford the six hundred thousand dollar house. We have to buy the four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollar house. But guess what? We can buy that ninety thousand dollar big Yukon yeah. truck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that's at six percent. Uh, from the dealership, yeah. so that's what they just—they're they're, going to end up borrowing to the maximum level, regardless. Right. But at, at least they, if they borrowed and take out the stress test, they borrow at the three percent or three and a half percent, whatever the interest rate is. And they at. have a home. And they have a at home. At the end of the day, uh, lots more still to come, including: Is real estate still a good investment for Canadians? And uh, where should you purchase your first investment property? That's next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. House. Is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Is real estate still a good investment for Canadians? This was, I don't know where I found this uh, article, but it's basically asking the question, is it still a good investment with prices going up? If you want to invest in real estate as an investment opportunity, not not necessarily if you're going to be living there. Rob, you want to jump uh, on this? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> both, here you both go. In. So let's say you're buying a, let's say you have $100,000 to put down. Okay. Okay. So here's the difference. You put $100,000 down on a $500,000 house. Okay. Okay. In five, let's say five years. Okay. That house is worth 10% more. You So what did you make? $50,000, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got 150000 in equity plus whatever you paid down. Now, if you put that $100,000 in, let's say, bank stock, which is a good stock in Canada, right. good to buy in Canada, 
and it's gone up 10% in five years, you make uh, $10,000. That, that yeah. shows right there. Like, proof's in the pudding. Proof right? is in the pudding. So now if, if, the, ba- if, if the market goes down um, like quite a bit, like sometimes it balances out. Like, so you are always going to be ahead owning real estate. Mm-hmm. So your 100000 purchased a $500,000 house and it goes up you know, 10, 5, 10%. Guess what? You, just made, you made more money than putting it in the stock market. Right. Here is the difference, according to this article, is there are some uh, risks involved with real estate, yeah. in, in, including taking on additional debt, uh, costly repairs, maintenance, right. dealing with bad tenants, if mm-hmm. that's the case, mm-hmm. uh, getting hit with a lawsuit if there is uh, you know, a problem, potentially losing your investment if there's a flood or a fire right. or whatever the case is. Well, you're scaring me now, Rick. Well, no, well, <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, the article says it is still a good investment right, because right. the pros vastly outweigh the cons. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, one of, the, one of the things about real estate is it's the most <laughs> expensive <laughs> asset to trade, right? Right, every yes. time Every time you sell a house, you're paying, you know, real estate fees, land transfer right. tax, um, capital gains, right? So there, there's those costs associated with with trading real estate. But if you go to, you know, millionaires today, if you talk to them about their holdings, they'll become, they'll say, you know, what's made me rich is my investments in real estate. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them, if you go to, you know, a, a lot of, you know, millionaires, billionaires, they have their core business that makes them, you know, that's made them wealthy. But their investment into real estate has taken them over the top and, and, and protected them in terms of uh, an investment. So that's that's widely known amongst you know famous millionaires and billionaires around mm-hmm. the world in terms of people investing in real estate. Yeah. Uh, if someone does have $100,000 that they want to spend, where should they purchase their first investment property? So we get this question all the time is, you know, where do I buy? You know, what do I buy? How do I, how do I buy? You know, you know where do how I do start? Where do I start? Yeah. Right. And- what I always say is is no, right? You you got to know your market, you got to know the sale prices, you got to you got to know the rent, you know the rent values, the vacant the the vacant um the vacant the vacancy rate. You got to know the schools, you got to know the neighborhood. The, so often is you know we'll go see an investor and he's thinking about selling a, selling a property. And you're standing at the end of the driveway and he'll point to a house across the street and point to a house down the street and he goes. I own that one, and I own this one, and I own that one, and that's because he knows that market. He mm-hmm. knows that neighborhood. He knows, you know, how he's often comfortable. he's comfortable. He knows right. where, you know, who's renting, what he can get with that rent. He knows the, the values. Know a market, right? And and that's that's where you start is the market that you know. And usually, it's you know when when somebody grows up in a particular neighborhood or or in a particular town, they're comfortable with that market. They sure. know that market, right? And that's where they buy. So. You know, and and if you don't know, if you don't know what you know, then then obviously you come to us and, and we can you know put the stats in front of you and mm-hmm. say, you know, the, these are the average house prices, these are you know the appreciation appreciation rates over the last couple of years. Here's what you can get in terms of a rent value, and and then you go from there. So it, it, that's what I always say is is no buy, no, buy where you know, yeah, buy yeah. where you know, stick yeah. to and, what, and what affordable you're used to. and affordable. So like in Hamilton, I mean, there's more expensive areas than others. Um, so I mean, I would start either Central East Hamilton. Uh, those are probably good starting points because uh, it's more affordable. Uh, and then, you know, it depends. Like, you know, Hamilton Mountain, it, it is a little tougher. They're, they're, you don't rarely – you rarely see any duplexes on the Hamilton Mountain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's tough. You'll see a lot of them in, in central Hamilton. Same thing in East Hamilton. You don't see too many duplexes. So if you can get yourself a duplex, you got two incomes yeah. coming in on this one property. It, 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 that's fantastic. But uh, if not, um, I remember, you know, in uh, East Hamilton, like those uh, wartime homes, you know, they're selling for 200000 Wow. I wish I bought 
Ten of them. Ten of them. Yeah, <laughs> but look at the, look what they're selling for now. Yeah. And uh, but I, you know, but anyway, that's in hindsight. But but like I, like like I said, just buy where you know and and rent it out. And you know, today people are getting you know eighteen hundred dollars on a yeah. you know single family home. I know? think it's also important to know too, and you alluded to this, is that you don't have to do it yourself. There is other people out there to help, including the golfy team. That's yeah, right. right. There's management companies. They take care of it for you, and 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 it's all good. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little uh, Halloween uh, news for you here on the. Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samfrin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. Remember, Golfie gets it sold at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Email the Golfie team, questions at robgolfie.com. Haunted open houses so a uh, here's some real life ghost stories from real estate pros during open houses so this one here is uh, uh, it's a blue room in austin texas where they are uh, you know going through the house this is an open house people are you know checking out this place and uh, they basically get a creepy feeling in this one area of the home where it's kind of paneled off they take the panel off and it's a second story that is hidden to the homeowner had no idea it was there uh, and uh, they feel like uh, something was being hidden there. Nothing was found, but uh, they had no idea there was <laughs> like actually just an a s- eerie feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are houses that have kind of that eerie feel. Uh, and now, do you have to disclose it? Like, well, I don't know. Like, like, do you have to disclose an eerie feeling? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> or there's a hidden room. You know what? It it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we watch these movies on TV, and you know, like, you know, the guy buys this house, and he's yeah. from out of town, and yeah. everybody in town's going, like, "Oh wow, he bought that wow. the house, the, wait, the wait house." To, wait till he sees what he's yeah. in for. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're going through everything and all this uh, haunted stuff. Now, I haven't ever experienced uh, spiritual or haunted mm-hmm. or anything. And any resident, people at home saying, well, "Come to my house right now. I'll show. I'll show you something." <laughs> but, um, but, but you know what? You see, there's shows on TV that, oh, yeah. like, it, it, like I, I don't know. Like, I haven't. Uh, I don't think it happens in Ontario. No, <laughs> I don't know. So here's another one: a curse on the house. So basically, uh, this couple uh, was going through a divorce. Yeah, they were selling the house. Uh, the um, the man in this relationship wanted the house to be sold. The woman who was practicing witchcraft uh, wanted to keep the house. So apparently she put a curse on the house so it wouldn't sell. So basically the the real estate agent had to hire a home cleanser to go in and cleanse the house so it could be sold. And eventually it was sold. Wow. But yeah, I very get, interesting. I wonder if there's any home cleansers in uh, Hamilton. I'm sure there is. look it up. I'm sure there is. Witchcraft home cleanser. <laughs> I got to look that up. Uh, and a, f- a final one here, this one in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's called The Restless Bride. Uh, they were going through the home and um, in their second go around, they noticed that there was a wedding dress hanging from the ceiling of this one particular room, and they hadn't seen it before in their first go-round. Wow. So they thought, how did that get there? And the homeowner had no idea how it got there, too. So pretty spooky. Somebody's playing very games. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a company in the U.S. called Bungalow Homes. It is adding a new offering to their list of home inspection services, a paranormal inspection. So they will go through your home 
uh, that you're selling and do a paranormal inspection to see if there are any unwanted guests. What's the price? The price? Uh, they don't mention that in the article. No. It's probably a lot. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, it's a creative business. Yes. It says, if an inspector does encounter any unwanted paranormal activity in the home, the space in question will be properly cleansed for the buyer's peace of mind. Wow. Yeah. And I, apparently I in New Orleans... they would get. I don't know. Apparently in New Orleans, they have... Uh, especially in the French Quarter, haunted and not haunted signs wow. on real estate for listings. sale signs. Yeah. yeah, wow. So if you got a for sale sign, not haunted or haunted. That's like our our pre inspection sign. Yes, it's been pre inspected <laughs> or pool. Cool. And, and, That's yeah, it. exactly. Different. And but it's normal. It's, it's normal to them out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have to ask you this question too: How would you market or even sell this house? So John Wayne Gacy's Chicago house, oh, no. where he killed thirty three people, is up for sale. So the original house was bulldozed because he ended up killing 33 people. He buried 29 mm-hmm. of the bodies on 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 the, the property. property. This is this guy has a movie, right? Uh, there's probably a few is movies. Is this the guy in the west? Out west? Is this in, the, Chicago. Chicago. He's in Chicago. Oh, sorry, Chicago. Okay. So it's 2,500 square feet, selling for 459. Beautiful brick home, three bedrooms, two baths, updated kitchen overlooking a huge backyard. So it was uh, bulldozed in 1979. It became basically a vacant lot. This woman bought the house and the land, obviously in 1986, for 30 grand, and is now selling it for almost 500,000. How would you market a house like this? Could you? I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. Like it. Uh, I, I. It's definitely definitely not going to be at market value. It's not going to be an easy sell. No, no. No. I think I would try. At at and if, if the lady wanted a lot of money for it, I'd walk away from it. Yeah. But if if I would say to her, look, you know what? We have to disclose what's happened here. Here's the kicker: the grizzly tidbit does not have to be disclosed by the owner now selling the Chicago site, according to Illinois law. Wow. You do not have to disclose this was John Gacy's. Wow. John Wayne Gacy's house. After it, How incredible is that? It, it's you know what people people would have a fear of that, but you know what everybody in in the city and realtors would know about that. Yeah. So if I if I was a realtor, yeah, if you're a realtor in Chicago, and, you're and I had know, somebody coming in from out of town and say, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, th- this is what's happened <laughs> at this property. Do you still want to go yeah. proceed with it? That that house won't sell for that full price. There's yeah. no way. I don't know how that compares to no way. I the average have, price. I wouldn't but. even have bought it in the first place. Like if I, you're the woman, well. Yeah. Uh, no, like even like whoever like when they bulldozed the house, she bought well, it for thirty thousand yeah. dollars. I don't, I don't like she got it cheap, no doubt. But what like I don't know like what happened to the Bernardo house? Did that get rebuilt? They got bulldozed it too. But, but I don't know if there's it's, a it's new vacant, house there. It's a vacant yeah. lot. The city owns it. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, we got to go. Happy Halloween, guys. Thanks for coming in. Yes. And thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML.